Welcome to CarePod, a safe place to educate, inspire, and renew the caregiver. Listen in with our host, Dr. Kipley Bell, as she interviews different experts along the caregiving journey. This is going to be a really impactful conversation. I can already feel it. I am here with Felicia Phillips. And you ever meet someone and you you see themselves in you or you in them. And that's that's what I feel when I think about Felicia in that she has a fierce tenacity when it pertains to her mother and father. Okay, but before we get there and we'll talk about her caregiving experience, this is a boss lady. This is someone who is establishing herself uh, in the marketplace, uh, teaching people how to be mindful about their insurance choices and the way they navigate uh, choosing insurance, even when a time when they might not think they need it. So my ideal avatar, if you will, because it's the busy professional caregiver. We are the ones that are the C-levels, doing all the things, but we want to make sure mom and pops are good at home. So welcome, Felicia Phillips, to the Care Pod. I'm so glad to have you today to hear your story, your why, etc. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So, okay, so tell us all the things. Tell us what you're into these days uh, in terms of your professional life, and then we'll take, we'll walk your caregiver journey. All right. Well, um, as you probably know, as a caregiver, my professional life and caregiving are so intertwined that it is absolutely impossible to talk about one without the other. So what I'm doing right now is different from what I was doing two years ago, which is different from what I was doing four years ago. And so I've been on this really incredible, scary, frustrating, rewarding, exciting, sometimes depressing, (laughs) if I'm very honest, journey as a caregiver. So right now, I am actually a licensed financial services professional. I help individuals, families, and businesses to grow, protect, and save money and create wealth for themselves. It is a role that I'm able to do and enjoy time freedom, income freedom, and location freedom. I can do it anywhere. I can do it based on my own schedule. And um, I can actually make money, which is really important for caregivers who oftentimes have to either stop working, my case, to care for their loved ones or cut back on hours to care for loved ones or dish out a whole bunch of money (laughs) to help loved ones financially. And so I went from working in healthcare, marketing communications, and then later on marketing communications for a nonprofit full-time as the head of marketing, head of communication, you know, like I said, being this boss lady, working a full-time job to being at home and caring for my parents. (laughs) I eventually had to, I made a decision. Well, I had to, I made a decision to um, quit my job and position myself to better care for my parents. And so when I did that, initially it was just short term. We were also relocating. And so I said, I'm not going to look for a job. You know, as soon as we relocate from Philadelphia to Atlanta, I'm going to get in here and kind of see the flow with my parents and see if I'm able. And once we moved and I moved them in, and then they started to deteriorate just even just a little bit more, it was very clear that I could not work 
the traditional nine to five job that I've become accustomed to. And honestly, at my level in uh, my career, it wasn't nine to five, right? <laughs> it meant yeah. working early weekends and all of those things. And I knew there was no way that I was going to be able to maintain that and my sanity and properly care for my parents. And so that was the birth of these entrepreneurial efforts. And so the licensed financial services professional is my newest endeavor. I absolutely, absolutely love it. And you'll see as we talk, it's really still intertwined with caregiving. And then prior to that, uh, when my mother first came to live with me, I helped her to lose 66 pounds and reverse her diabetes and a host of other things that led me to go out and get certified as a nutritional coach and a trainer. And so I launched a business, the Fat to Fit Academy, back in 2020. And so um, I also work with individuals, men and women, to help them lose weight, to help them lead a healthier lifestyle, et cetera. Both of these entrepreneurial efforts are really the fruit of being a caregiver. Because listen, entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. And I never wanted it. I was comfortable making my figures. I was comfortable with my four weeks of vacation, right? And my stable paycheck and my one bonus, right? <laughs> and never, ever, 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 ever really launched into entrepreneurship. But it was something that came out of a need. And, um, and the financial services, what I love about that is that I'm finally in a place where not only am I doing something I'm passionate about, as I am with weight loss and fitness and nutrition, but the financial services will actually match up or align with the, the lifestyle that I am more accustomed to financially when I was in corporate America and beyond. So that's kind of where I am now. I'm doing all of it. Back today, I'm talking to you. I have a um, strategy session with a new weight loss uh, person. I'm talking to somebody who's interested in getting licensed as a financial services professional, and I'm doing a financial needs analysis. So the great thing is that all of that stuff is done at home on Zoom. And so I just, you know, have to manage that calendar and get it all in. So that's kind of where I am now with in between all of that, managing my parents. Yeah, which is, you know, you said a lot there in terms of one thing I want to capture is when you spoke of, you know, the reality of of or the un, unrealistic expectation of the nine to five uh, re recently. I had a guest speak to that uh, in making her own decision saying, listen, it, it, theoretically, these businesses, these corporations, they say, we're here for you. We want to help you. Uh, but I, I think that the paradigm is going to change. We're going to have to have workplace accommodation for caregivers because uh, the same needs are there as the needs of a mom who you happen to be as well. So uh, yeah, these it, it's it's empowering. I hear in your voice an empowerment as well as a freedom that you found in carving your own niche. Uh, so take us through the financial services. What specifically do, do you do for clients? How can they connect with you? Uh, we have an international audience, so the Zoom uh, remote option is appealing to most. Uh, so tell us about that. Sure. So again, I'm a licensed financial services professional. I have a life insurance license and a health insurance license. And what I do at the crux of it is provide financial literacy and education, again, to individuals, families, and businesses to help them to create wealth and to grow, protect, and save their money. Oftentimes people think of insurance. And so they may think I'm running around knocking on people's doors and saying, you need to get insurance, <laughs> right? Not 
doing that. What I'm doing is helping, particularly communities that don't typically get this information, I'm helping them to connect them with information like the rules of money. You know, we have different savings plans and savings accounts, and we don't understand how interest works and how compound interest works. We may have 401ks or 403bs, and we don't understand how the market works and how those decisions are made, what the tax implications are of those plans. And so I show people how to enjoy a tax-free retirement. I show people how to enjoy tax advantages that um, traditionally have been something that only the wealthy knew about, right? Certain circles of people, but we're bringing financial literacy and education to the average American. And our, our motto is no family left behind, right? So when you sit down with a traditional financial advisor, you're gonna be charged for the information. You're gonna be charged for the planning. You know, it could be three to $5,000 just to sit down and get that information and get that plan. Everything that I do is absolutely complimentary. So I sit down with people, I provide education, I help them to understand they may have a bank account, but they may not know that they're not really getting a lot of money. Well, they may see it, and they may see it, right? But they may not understand that there's something called a high yield savings account where they can get even more interest. They may not understand that they can put their money into a tax advantage plan. They may not understand that there are policies that allow you to pull out cash value as far as life insurance. So I have clients that I'm helping to fund college for their children. It's so amazing when you start as soon as the baby is born, right? It is just a beautiful thing to know that college will be paid for. And guess what? They'll even have a nest egg when they retire. So I help with that. I do long-term care, right? I'm an advocate. And this is such a perfect place to talk about this for long-term care and talking about that because um, people sort of get caught off guard, like I did with caregiving. You know, we grow up and we know our parents are going to get older, but at the same time, we don't, you know? It's just like one day I blinked. I was in seminary school part-time for seven years. I'm also a minister, although I'm not actively um, working in a church because of caregiving. Uh, <laughs> but um, people don't really, you know, people don't really realize that moment when their parents are aging and they're like, whoa, I need to step in and do some things. And so we did not have a long-term care plan in place. I'm the long-term care plan. And a lot of caregivers that are out there, they become the long-term care plan. And it can be to your detriment financially, um, emotionally, mentally, relationally. Physically. <laughs> absolutely. And so I help people to think about that, right? Typically, you know, in your 50s, around about that age, where you want to begin to think about it for yourself. I talk to my friends now about their parents, but, um, you know, once you're late 40s to 50s, it's time to begin to think about that. And so that is um, a type of insurance that will help with things that Medicare doesn't pay for, things that they're not going to get unless they have a whole lot of money and they can pull money out of, you know, their savings account or some type of investment account. But so many people are just stuck with, I can't afford, you know, this really nice assistant living, but I can't afford to quit my job either, but my mother has dementia or, you know, my father has Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or cancer or whatever it is. And so long-term care is something that, um, that I offer my clients as well as executive bonus plans for business owners. A lot of times when we quit our jobs to um, go after that, that passion, that dream for the business, what do we use? our retirement savings, right? We cash out that 401k and then we put all of our money and then any money that's coming into the business, you're reinvesting it back into the business. Well, what does that do? Sets you up to work for the rest of your life. And yes, I know we're entrepreneurs and our entrepreneurial pursuits are typically our passions, 
But at the same time, you still don't want to do that for the rest of your life. And so I show entrepreneurs how to save money on taxes, how to set up executive bonus plans for themselves that are tax deductible, but then also for key employees that they want to make sure that they can retain, right? When you have good talent, whether it's an assistant or a social media manager or operations person, you want to keep them. And so setting up an executive bonus plan is a great way to do that. Also key person insurance, right? Again, that key person, who is that person besides you that if they left your business, your business will be in trouble. That's a really valuable employee. Well, guess what? We can put some insurance on that employee to protect your business in case that person gets sick, in case that person passes away or decides to leave. So there's so much that, that I'm able to do with people. I sit down Tremendous. on absolutely share a plan with them and then let them make informed decisions about their future. And it doesn't cost a dime. Everything that I do is absolutely complimentary. That is amazing. So many nuggets there, right there, both for your, again, for your entrepreneurs, for those that you're advocating for, your aging loved ones, but also those of us that are entering that aging space. Let's go shopping. Check out impactfulcaregiving.store. There you will find everything from assisted devices to comfort care items and even tech to support your aging loved one and relieve a little caregiver stress along the way. Uh, so, so key that we're starting to see young, right? We're starting to see young people uh, pass away or start to develop chronic illness suddenly uh, that we didn't expect. So it, it really is timely and important information. Um, so what does that, what's the current climate for long-term care insurance now in terms of the cost? Well, it really depends. I will say it's not cheap. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. cheap. Um, but there are ways that, you know, every individual is different. Every scenario is different. And there are ways that we can sit down and talk through what, uh, what an individual has going on and budget out for that and prepare for it. The, the key is to start as early as possible, right? So we can't wait. Like my parents are 76 and 73 and already have a host of diagnoses and like <laughs> that ship has sailed, right? But um, for me, I'm 47. And so, you know, my husband and I can begin to talk about what that's going to look like. And one really cool thing is that you can do a long-term care rider on your insurance. So, you know, you have an insurance plan and then riders are additional contract that you can put onto a particular insurance plan. And so that's one way um, to just make getting long-term care a little bit more affordable. And obviously the younger that you start, the healthier that you are, right? The better rate, the better risk classifications you're going to get with that insurance. So important. Fire, fire, fire. Amazing. So what is the website? Because we're going to segue to your personal caregiving experience. Uh, how does someone connect with you specifically? So I'm actually going to give you uh, my email address. You can reach out at info at FeliciaRPhillips.com. That is info at FeliciaRPhillips.com. And then also you can give me a call at 215-908-9942. And then from there, we'll go ahead and schedule some time to sit down based on what your needs are, what you're looking to do. Beautiful. And we're going to have a caregiver uh, mastermind where Felicia will uh, go in 
on these specific items and really educate us uh, on the current trends in insurance. So important. So your why, okay? She's been doing this for some time. I think what I find um, interesting, for lack of a, a word, right, is that the country, our society is starting to recognize caregiving as a thing. Right. But there's those of us that have been doing this thing for a long time, for decades. <laughs> so speak to it. Speak to uh, when life turned you into a caregiver and, you know, your your why, what keeps you going, uh, how you energize yourself to advocate for your your parents, etc. That's a lot. So I'm going to be very honest, and I'll tell you guys, um, if you want to follow me on Facebook, I am at FRP Speaks on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Threads. I talk primarily about my parents and caregiving on Facebook. In fact, we actually have a dedicated Facebook page called Hanging with the Elderly, so you can follow at Hanging with the Elderly on Instagram and Facebook, as well as YouTube. Saying all of that to say that um, I am very, very honest, authentic, transparent about my caregiving journey. And some people have a problem with that and just have to get over it um, because I'm going to be real. I didn't want to do this. And um, oftentimes I don't like doing it. And <laughs> I don't, I mean, I've talked to tons of other caregivers and people have talked about the joy and the fulfillment that they found in caregiving. And I have moments when I feel that, but I have a whole lot of moments when I absolutely hate it. And I'm like, I don't know what joy they felt because this is crazy. And in fact, I, instead of feeling this joy and this honor to care for my parents, I have felt trapped. And I'm just being very, very honest because somebody needs yeah, to yeah. So Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't a joy. It was, I have no other choice because nobody else is available to do this. So I don't like this. I hate this. Don't want to do it, but I, but I have to do it. So that's a little bit of it. But how it happened for me was because there was nobody out there that I saw like me talking about caregiving and showing the highs and the lows, the good and the bad and everything that was involved in caregiving. And so I fell into caregiving accidentally. We literally thought that we were just helping my parents. My mother had been in and out of the hospital every six months for about a two year period. And she lived 45 minutes away from our home. And so we were having to run, you know, to their house and hospitals and all of that stuff. And so we came up with an idea, my husband and I, to move my parents closer to us. Our house at the time was too small to accommodate all of us. We would have killed each other. Um, and so we talked to them and asked if they would be willing to move into an apartment near our house. And so that was the start of it. And at that time, I thought my mother had diabetes. And I knew my father had a tremor that was likely Parkinson's. But I don't think it had, it may have been diagnosed by then. He had a tremor forever that the doctors, you know, because there are really specific requirements for calling it Parkinson's. So he had a tremor for years, but I don't remember exactly the date where it clicked and we were allowed to say that it was Parkinson's. But, you know, my dad had a tremor. My mom had diabetes. That's all that I knew. And so I thought we were going to move them closer to our home and just be able to be closer if they needed, you know, help with groceries or laundry or that sort of thing. Had no idea my father had stopped working. Had no idea at the time that Parkinson's is not just a, a disorder that impacts movement. It impacts your brain. It causes, can cause dementia. In my father's case, it did. So he has Parkinson's-related dementia and other um, things that are not just physical. And then my mother, who I thought just had diabetes, 
as I began to, you know, get involved in their healthcare and go to their doctor's appointments, one thing after another that stressed me out, which is why I didn't, why I didn't go back to work after we moved because I was in a new job, in a new role. And, um, in like my first six months of this new job and go to all these doctor's appointments with my mother, who I later found out at each appointment had diabetes, hypertension, obesity, sleep apnea. Then we went to another neurologist and she was diagnosed with vascular dementia and Alzheimer's. And so we went from, let's just move my parents closer so we can drop off groceries once a week to my father no longer drives. We're Uber for them, right? They have to get to all these doctor's appointments and they have all these medications. My mother at the time was still doing insulin for her diabetes, but every time she was hospitalized, she would have memory problems. So she wouldn't remember to take the insulin or remember that she had. So I was concerned about her own, you know, taking too much. It was just... (laughs) A whole oh lot. my goodness double whammy double whammy for all of that and it was just that mm-hmm. that period i bless god for my employer because had it been my employer before that particular job they would have fired me i was working for a nonprofit by this time and they they truly were the old-fashioned we care about you know, we care about your family they they really were i mean i just posted on facebook the other day my mother two times i had to leave work once in the middle of a leadership meeting with our exact part of the executive team in the middle of the leadership meeting because we thought my mother was having a stroke. And then another time I had a new intern. I think he was like a freshman, maybe a sophomore in college, 19 years old. We were doing a photo shoot, which was huge for the organization because we just typically don't have that kind of money to do like a real photo shoot for a capital campaign to raise a whole lot of money for new facilities. And my mother had a stroke in the middle of it. Wow. The studio with my intern in charge to run home to my mother who then had to be helicoptered to a hospital because she was having a stroke so um i'm probably so far off of the original question that you no asked. no 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 but Jeez. i i think that that's what it is it's it's resilience the i think you know have you looked yourself in the mirror and said wow you know i am a resilient fierce tenacious woman caregiver and I don't yeah. think I can, like it, you know. it's trauma. It's it's caregiver trauma, really, you know, and to walk through each day for me, I haven't had those extremes as persistently as yourself with my own mother. But that constant fear in the back of your head, you know, when is the floor going to go? You know, when when am I going to get the call? Is there going to be an issue? And yeah. so it it is constantly managing that that trauma and taking your own pulse to say, you know what? And I think that we need to say that to one another, that, you know, I think that's really a large reason of my why, frankly, that I brought you here to say, I see you. I see you. I see how you are honoring your parents in times when life liked and you really did what to... <laughs> I mean, that's really raw and honest and transparent. That's transparent leadership, for real. It's transparent leadership. So if no one tells you, I'm telling you, you know, because it's important that we we're walking around boss ladies, handling the business, doing all the things. But to say, sis, I see you, you know, because it's not easy. You know, yes, you said a lot, but I'm sure there's a lot more that could be said uh, in between. (laughs) 
So tell us about, you know, as I wind it down a little, tell us how, what about your mom and dad, would you say? What gifts have they given you? Did they impart to young Felicia that you now can look back in hindsight and say, wow, thank y'all, because I need this right now, taking care of both of you? So I think that, so my father was the traditional provider. So my father worked and worked and worked and provided and honestly still provides because uh, my parents are sitting really nice compared to some other, you know, seniors that um, that really are struggling while, you know, no, they don't have $12,000 to go to assistant living facility. But um, my father worked hard to really allow them to, um, to enjoy this phase of their life. So that was kind of my father. So I look at like my husband and my girls, they're really close as in like they talk to each other and share information and just are really different from, from my father. So it's not that I'm not close to my father, but like my dad was like, like he drove me places. My mother didn't have a driver's license, never drove. So my dad was my transportation. He worked shift work. So he was always there for my basketball games. He was there for my oratorical contest. You know, when my mother was at work, my dad was there. He told me to take the shot. You know, I was playing basketball and I would, when I would go shoot, they would try to block it. So I would stop and he pushed me through that. Go ahead, get the foul, do whatever you need to do. Like make, take the shot. So I um, love that about my father. He picked me up from school every day. If I left the classroom on time, then he took me to the playground. So those are uh, memories of my father. My mother, I think I got my drive. I think that my mother, when I think about things that I've watched my mother do, and my mother did not, unfortunately, go as far as she probably could have or maybe wanted to professionally. You know, she had the education. She, you know, went to college. She um, did graduate studies at the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, but she also had a family and stuff. And so she didn't go far professionally, but I think that she put that, she instilled that in me, right? Education, the importance of education. One of my favorite quotes is education is the passport to our future for tomorrow belongs to the people who prepare for it today. Malcolm X, that's up on a mural in North Philadelphia, where I'm from. Um, I'm from Philadelphia, not North Philadelphia, but um, that's up on a mural in um, North Philadelphia. And I love that included every time I speak when I can. Um, but my mother had to drive. My mother is super smart. I thought she was like the smartest person in the world. My mother cared for her mother. And so wow. you know, I do it. Although I always said I didn't want to lose myself in caregiving. And in fact, I think that's why you talk about your why. Um, my why is that I want to live a long, healthy life. My husband and I had children before we were married. And so we're now in a space where all of our kids are grown. And although it doesn't feel like we're empty nesters because my parents are still here, this is the phase where we want to live out loud and enjoy this time. And so I want to stay as healthy as possible. I also do not want my children to have to quit a job to do anything that I've done as far as caregiving. I want to be in a position that we can spend the money to go into assisted living or whatever it is that we need to do because I do not want my children. My 40s have been spent caregiving. That's been the, the priority. And I want to move into a space where I become my priority again. Um, but back to my mother, she she's just, she's awesome. She's very loving, she's very caring, but she lost herself in caregiving. She became a caregiver, she quit her job, she um, quit smoking, which was great, but then she gained a whole bunch of weight, which led to the obesity and the diabetes. And so I don't feel like she 
prioritized herself in caregiving. Her mother was her everything. And I am always like, I'm going to take care of you as best I can, but I'm going to take care of me first. I have to take care of me first. I will add that I just started therapy again last week. Want to put that out there because caregivers, if you need help professionally, there is no shame in it at all. Talk to someone because your friends can't handle it. I've been a caregiver for seven years. My friends can't handle my day-to-day. And I went through getting upset and hurt and they're not here for me and all of those feelings. When in reality, I had to step back and realize this is too much. They can't take, they have some some stuff of their own. So this is not a short-term thing. It's not like, oh, a couple of months, Felicia's caregiving and now she's back to normal. And so, um, so yeah, again, I probably got really far away from the question. No, 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 no. I I think that's an important, that's an important point there too that we have to honor ourselves. And I think it's a duality. We have to honor ourselves. I think the message that you're putting out here for our audience today, not only do we have to honor ourselves, but we also have to prepare ourselves so that we rewrite the narrative on how we care give, what it looks like to honor your parents so that our children don't have to inherit uh, inherit the same patterns of, you know, lack of knowledge for people perish, right? Lack of yeah. collaboration, uh, education on how best to prepare our houses emotionally, physically, spiritually, and financially. So I think, yes, you have really brought both of those messages home today for us through your journey, through honoring your parents, as well as continuing to honor yourself by, by taking what you, you're, you've learned as a caregiver into the marketplace. Yeah. So now helping others to create legacy through their own financial journey. So awesome. I love it. I love it. And I'm so happy to have you share your story and to be able to collaborate with you on further projects as well. So stay tuned for more for Felicia Phillips in the house. And uh, thank you so much again for being with us today. Great information right from the source. For more information on how to care give like a boss, check out impactfulcaregiving.com. Want to be a guest on the show? Contact us at carepod at impactfulcaregiving.com.